Happy Monday, Kingdom Mamas. I can't wait for you to hear from my girl, Kara Snyder. She loves to share the hope of God through speaking, writing, coaching, and leading worship. She's the author of Anxiety Elephants, a 31-day devotional, and Anxiety Elephants, a 90-day devotional for tween boys and girls. From her own personal experience, she helps women in their journey of overcoming depression, anxiety, fear, and shame. Karis lives with her husband, Brandon, and two daughters in Coleman, Alabama. Take a little listen. Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Mamas podcast, where we encourage and empower moms just like you to raise those babies in the way they should go. Hi, I'm Trudy Lineski, God girl, wife, mama four, writer, vlogger, and speaker. I'm super passionate about the next generation. Together, we can lead, guide, and direct them to stand confidently in who God has called them to be. Grab your copy. Get comfy. Let's get started. Hey, Karis. Welcome to the Kingdom Mamas podcast. We are so glad to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be with you and your community. Yeah. Okay, girl. Tell us about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? All the things. All the things. So I am a fellow mama. I have two daughters. I have one that is in high school, brand new high schooler in ninth grade, another daughter that is in fifth grade. So we are kind of in those tween years, but also the we're entering again, you know, those upper teen years. My husband and I, we have been married for 19 years. I will celebrate 20 years Let's see, next April. Don't tell him I had to think about that for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> next April, celebrate 20 years. And uh, for another day, he was in a Christian boy band. That's how we met. But we can talk about that another day, another time. He, he loves when I bring that up. Um, but I live in Alabama in a small town in Alabama called Coleman, Alabama. Love it here. We've been here for about 12 years and I am, I'm a speaker. I'm an author. I've written five books and I'm a certified life coach. Um, so my, my heart's desire through all the things that God has allowed me to do is to just share his hope to share, you know, the, the importance of faith and mental health through my own story of overcoming anxiety and depression and just to let women women of all ages, you know, from young people all the way up to our seasoned women that we have in our life to let them know that they are loved, that God has a purpose and calling on them and that they're not alone. Oh, wow. So good. And so needed in today's world. Yeah. You are not, yeah. not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Five books. Okay. Fun fact, Karis's daughter events, just like Lola. We were yes. just chatting before we got on the podcast and wow, that's so cool. So I know. And I love it when I find out other mamas that have daughters in the horse riding eventing world, um, because it is such a different world. I'll never forget when her horse riding instructor called me and said she was going to go into second grade. And she said, now will Zoe be doing Western or English dressage? And I said, well, if you'll tell me what those are, right. I'll tell you which one, because I had no idea what she was going to be doing, but um, we loved it. We absolutely loved it. We're in basketball now for her. And my youngest is actually, we've entered the world of volleyball. I don't know if anyone out there 
has yeah, daughters so playing volleyball. Mm-hmm. It is a big thing. And I'll tell you, one thing I love about volleyball is the encouragement. Like no matter what, if you lose a point, win a point, how the teams just come together and encourage each other. So that's been, that's been good for her to have, have that element in her life. Yes, absolutely. It's definitely a growing sport in our area too, where the girls, and, and we see the same thing, the encouragement and camaraderie. And Yes, I love it. I love to see it. We need more of it. So yes. I'm, I'm all about it. Let's celebrate each other. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's so true. Okay. So your newest book is called Carline Mom, and we can all relate to that, right? 100 Days of Encouragement for the Mom Who Gets Everybody Everywhere. So what inspired you to write this particular book? Yeah. So, you know, I, as a fellow mom, I, you know, I can get it. I totally understand, you know, this paralyzing anxiety that many of us might feel with our, our thoughts, you know, running these worst case scenarios, maybe, or going into catastrophe mode, you know, once they open that door and get out of our car, maybe it's going into the school or going into, you know, a practice or, you know, whatever it might be, we we don't have control. We don't know what's going to happen. And I also understand what those fears are like, those doubts, you know, and then even in the the silence, even in the hidden behind the scenes where no one sees how we belittle ourselves, how we berate ourselves. We just put ourselves down thinking that we, we should have it all together. We should be able to do, you know, what all the Pinterest boards look like. But I look at my life and I'm like, Pinterest fail, Pinterest fail, you know, just all the fails. They're just here. They're piling up. And so I, I get that. And, and, you know, I just through prayer and just through, you know, just kind of God just saying, I want you to use your pain. I want you to use what you've been through for yes. purpose. And so write this book. And, and I don't know about you, if God's ever called you to something and you've said to him, Lord, I think you're wrong. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think mm-hmm. I'm the right person for this job. I don't know if anyone else has ever done that, but um, just side note, he's never wrong. And so yeah. You, yeah. you can trust him. He'll equip you. And so I begin writing this book just because we, as mamas, we spend so much time in our cars, don't we? I mean, we are just we live in our cars. Maybe you are like me. You have goldfish swimming around in your floorboards or you have the sweatshirts piled to the ceiling, even though it is 100 degrees outside. Okay. I mean, we can all relate, but we mm-hmm. also can relate in, in how we feel about ourselves and what we're saying about ourselves. And God's word says something different. And yes. I believe that he, he wants to encourage us as mamas, inspire us and draw us into his presence. So that's kind of where the heart came from this book. You know, the devotions are, are short because mm-hmm. sometimes you just need a little pick me up in the middle yeah. of the day. And, uh, his, but even though they're short, God's word is powerful. I mean, it is powerful and it can, it can push through those belittling thoughts and that overwhelming life and get us into his overwhelming peace. Yes. Amen. Amen. Because I think sometimes we just let the enemy have a heyday between our own two ears, right? We start believing the lies and suddenly we're down this roller coaster ride of comparison of lies of disbelief of doubt of all the things all the things and sometimes all we need is just that little word like you said of encouragement to just change the trajectory of our day yeah so. i love that you know our brains just naturally tend to want to go negative like they mm-hmm. want they tilt yes. negative you know and it'll it'll repeat the same negative message over and over so if we can 
get intentional and pause Mm -hmm. in God's word and say, no, that thought doesn't get to stay. That's not what God's word says. I mean, that's not true. And it does take practice and it does take time. But, you know, I just sit here and think even about all your mamas that are listening. If we do that, like if we get in God's word together and just get in that process, like how different would that be? Like what, what would our days look like? What would our, what would our, you know, internal look like in our homes look like if we grabbed a hold of that? And I know the enemy doesn't want us to, but if we do that together, I, I just think that would be a powerful transition, like a powerful shift within our homes and our, in our, our country. Amen, girl. Absolutely. And like you said, our brains, and this is science here, y'all like yes. brains, tend to go to the negative route all the time. And it's, you know, it's biblical when it says, take our thoughts captive. We don't have to believe those lies. We don't have to get caught up in the negativity. We can take those thoughts captive and that's science as well, right? We can just switch on our brain and think, think about God's word and what he says. So with that said, who is this book for? Yes. So this book is going to be for all the mamas out there with, I mean, you've got toddlers to teenagers. I mean, if you are trucking your kids around in your car, if you are picking up groceries, you know, if if this is where you're kind of living your life, this is a book of encouragement for you. You know, if you are, um, maybe you're a believer, you are a follower of Christ and you are feeling empty. You're feeling, you know, like there's got to be more, you know, your soul is just longing for that, that, living water, you know, that Christ is for us. So this book is going to be for you to feel that for you. It's going to be also for those who are in churches, maybe you're a ministry leader and you're looking for something for Mm -hmm. moms where you just want to encourage the women that you've got coming in. You want to love on them. You want to say, Hey, God sees you and loves you. And he's got a word, you know, for you, whether it's within five minutes of your day or, or maybe you've got more time in the morning. So it's going to be for her, but I also love And I had a uh, editor who shared this with me when I first began writing. She said, you know, Karis, when you write books, you never know if a a non-believer or someone who does not know Christ is going to pick up your book. So write to them, include them, you know, don't always use those churchies words, like use words that will draw them in. And and I'm grateful to that editor to this day, because within this book also is going to be able to reach those mamas who I've heard about Jesus. Mm-hmm. They've heard about God's love for them. And they're wondering, is it true for me? Does he love me? And so I love that even in this book, there is the gospel message, the truth that Christ died for all of us. He came to rescue us, not to condemn us. And so that kind of takes care of, of a lot of mamas. I mean, that's pretty much all of us, you know, listening right now. And I love that. That's how God loves us, how he cares for us. And he sees us at this big God who created this universe leans down and cares about you and me. Yes. So beautiful. That rescue story for everyone. Yeah. I love that. You just said that a rescue story for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's good. (laughs) Because if we look back, right, we can, we can see the time when he rescued us when we were lost and broken and and in need of a savior. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just goes back to how much he loves us. You know, he left the 99 for us. And sometimes we, as moms, we think, oh, I'm not deserving of God's love or, oh, that's not meant for me. It's meant for everybody else. But when we pause and think about that to know it has nothing to do with what we do, but everything to do with his unconditional, he loved us before we were ever born. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even when we do make mistakes or we don't get it all right, we don't lose his love. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think mom, there's a mama that needs to know that today, that, that she has not, mm-hmm. um, been forgotten by the Lord. She has not lost that love. He loves her and he's calling her in mm-hmm. even closer today to just come in closer to him. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. What a great reminder. Yeah. yeah. All right. And a culture that glorifies all the hustle, let's be honest, our to-do list is 25,000 miles long. Why is this message important to moms today? Yeah, I think you said it. I mean, the hustle is uh, rewarded. Can I just be honest and say that when I make my to-do list for a day, it has maybe 15 to 20 things on there. And sometimes I'll forget to put something on my to-do list. So I'll add it to my (laughs) to-do list. So then I can check it off to feel like, yes, you know, I I accomplished, I'm going to be rewarded. But Mm -hmm. I think it comes back to that should bully, you know, you should be doing all these things. You should be, be the, the head PTO person. You should be class mom. You should be involved in all your kids' sports. You should be the ministry leader. You should have your dinner ready, you know, all the shoulds. I don't know what your should bully is, (laughs) but I will say carefully, we have got to stop shoulding on ourselves. Right. That is not, you know, what God's doing. He's not putting unrealistic expectations on us, you know, and here we are as moms feeling that overwhelmed, we're overworried, we're overstressed. And, you know, I'm just kind of over it. Like, I don't think that is where God wants us. And and so we've got to get back to remembering God's faithfulness. Yeah, he is faithful that he loves us. You know, we just talked about how his love is unconditional. There are no conditions on God's love for us. And I love that, you know, when we think about his mercy and his grace, it's new every single day. It doesn't run out. We get this new replenishment of it every single day. And so when we open this, his word, and even when you open this book, we can pause. You don't have to hustle anymore. You know, what God tells us is not to be busy all the time, but to be still, to be still and still is an action. Being still is, is an action. And I know, you know, sometimes for me, when my, when I get in that anxious place in my brain, I think that I have to be busy all the time, or I have to be doing all the work Uh, sometimes because I think that um, it it makes me look good. And sometimes I have that anxiousness going on, keeping me busy because I don't want to deal with what's really going on Mm -hmm. inside. You know, I want to try to try to numb all of that. And so that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to get in his word. And so that's kind of, you know, when you open up Carline mom, you're going to get to be in his word. There's going to be stories there that you can relate to and just know that God didn't make a mistake when he called you to be mama. I don't know how, you know, everyone got into their role of being mom. I don't know where, you know, the Lord will use so many different paths Mm -hmm. to do that, but I know that he doesn't make a mistake. He did not make a mistake when he put you into these children's lives. And if you are lacking something, the good news is we all are. Oh, yeah. We're all <laughs> lacking. We're all weak, you know, we're, we're insufficient in some area. And the reason that's good news is because that's where God can come in and he is sufficient there and he can be strong in our weaknesses and he will meet us on every part of this journey. And, and one thing I'm trying to learn as a mom, I'm still learning, you know, um, that it's okay for my kids to see my weaknesses. It's okay if I do make a mistake or if I I do something wrong, um, because then they can see, oh, even if mom messes up, God is still good. 
he he's still there and he's leading and guiding her. So that way, if they can see that, then that's going to help them not feel like they have to fall into that uh, place of pressure of perfection or that place of always getting it right. They're going to know that they can run to God instead of having to run from him. And, and that's something, you know, that I even desire for my own girls. I don't want them under shame and no. condemnation. I want them to see that they can, can go and run to the Lord when, when they need him, they don't have to run and hide from him. They can run to him. And I think that is just so important for our kids right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much humility in us, you know, just admitting when we're wrong and showing yeah. our weaknesses that that perfection is not a standard that is sustainable, nor something that God calls them to. So, yeah. so, and I love how you said the should bully, like, Oh yeah. And how many times have I gotten caught up in, you know, doing all the things. And then, um, when there's stillness, I'm afraid of that stillness because then Mm. I have to deal with whatever it is that might be distracting me from God calling me to be still. And like you said, being still is an action. And, you know, I think a lot of times we can't hear God because we are too busy the should bully is keeping us from hearing God. Yes, I I think you're right. And I think, you know, God really speaks to us in those hard parts, you know, in, in the valleys, maybe in the, in the desert, in the wilderness. And and we don't like to go there. I I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I love the desert moments in my life. I don't like, you know, we just want to go to the promised land, but We got to, we got to walk through some stuff to get there. And, you know, I heard someone say this one time and I don't remember who it was. It talked about how, when you go through those hard things, those, you know, those valleys that it allows us to have another layer of God's character revealed that it just continues to, to peel that back. And it, it, and it is painful, you know, we, we can't run from that, but in that we just get to see another layer of God's goodness, of God's kindness, of his faithfulness, you know, of it, of his generous, you know, self. And just to know that he gets down there with us in it. Like he doesn't leave us there and say, good luck, you know, figure it out. Like he will walk with us through that. And, um, even me, I've, you know, just recently kind of gone through something difficult and, and God didn't abandon me. Right. Like he, he didn't abandon me. And, you know, it was this thing where I thought, oh, I should have, I should have not, I should have already figured all this out. Right. But God, God didn't abandon me in that moment. And it was just another learning of, okay, he really does love me. He really does love me and he's with me and he's going to help me get to the other side of this. So I, I just love that. Yeah. So beautiful. So like you said, you have 18 girl and you're going into the tween years. How do you handle that mental load and how has Christ sustained you through all of this? Yeah. So fun fact, I grew up with brothers. I have a twin (laughs) brother and an older brother. So I grew up around boys, you know, I can, I can communicate great through sports and all the, those things. And then God gave me two girls. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here. Right. I know. And so 
I will say I have lots of moments in my bathroom behind locked doors with hidden chocolate. Does anyone else have a hidden chocolate? <laughs> I have dark chocolate that no one knows where that that spot <laughs> is, um, you know, in lots of prayer. So so there are those moments, mm-hmm. you know, here we are, we're all raising these children in this world. I mean, I really believe the world is after them. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, there's no longer, well, let's not go after the kids or let's no. not go after the team. I mean, it is all hands on deck, right? Yes, I mean, absolutely. Let's, let's confuse them. Let's cause them to doubt who they are, doubt if their purpose, you know, to think that they were made in a way that was a mistake to mm-hmm. think, you know, that, that they're not needed here. And so one thing that, that I'm learning through all this is that Christ is calling us to build a, a foundation. We've got to build a foundation for them because if we're not, if we're not speaking truth in them, mm-hmm. the world is going to come in yes. and speak and build that foundation. So we, we've got to be willing to build that concrete foundation. And, and there are hard days. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are yeah. hard days it, being, being a parent is, is hard. Being mm-hmm. a, a mama is a hard thing. And there may be days you, you pull up in your car for a practice or for school or, or after, you know, picking them up from a friend's house and you have tears rolling down your face because you think I, I am failing. I've let them down. You know, there's just no, there's no way I'm getting this right. Mm-hmm. And I think in those moments that God is just trying to whisper, I'm here, you know, lean on me. I'm not asking you to figure it all out. You, we right. Can't, we can't figure it all out on our own. And Jesus wants us to lay that. Mm-hmm. at his feet. I mean, he, he tells us, he says, come and lay all your burdens at your feet, take my yoke upon you. And so I think that is one thing that can help us if we will just let him pour grace on us, pour grace on our heart and our soul. And if we'll open up and just say, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. God, please, mm-hmm. please help me. Please give me direction. Please, you know, get into all the parts, not just the good parts, but the messy parts and, and surrender that to him. I think that that will help us knowing that we don't have to do all the fixing. We don't have to do all the problem solving and we don't have to do all the burden bearing loads. Yeah. We can, we can release it. Mm -hmm. We can let it go. And I think that comes back to the being still. Right. And we're still, that's where he can begin to speak to our hearts and begin to say, okay, you don't need that expectation in your life. You don't need that thought in your life. You don't have to have that filter in your right. life anymore, you know, right. and then he can begin, begin to pour in. And so, I, you know, I think taking that expectation off, thinking that I have to, you know, do all the things uh, and bear all the loads and just knowing that Christ does that. He'll take care of that. I just need to lean. I need to lean on him. You know, yes, you eat your chocolate, hide in your bathroom, <laughs> right. but make sure you are hiding in his presence and hiding in under his voice at the same time. Yes, absolutely. I think it's definitely an act of surrender and the control freak in me has mm-hmm. learned the hard way that God's way is much better than I can ever imagine. So laying it down and letting him work in the lives of my children has been so powerful and how they get to walk that out. You know, it's cool to see like, oh my goodness, he has them. (laughs) I had no reason to fear. That was a lie. 
I love, I love that. You know, my, uh, my oldest daughter, her basket, a girl from her basketball team just last night as I don't, I know this will, you know, I don't know when this will air, but just last night, one of the basketball girls texted and said, Hey, I want to do a Bible study in our locker room at this time tomorrow morning, you know, and I never expected that. And, and my daughter, you know, told me that and I was like, Oh, that's awesome. You know, so just to see God can, he can do this. Like he, yes. he, he created the world. He molded all that together. So when we release, you know, I, when I think of surrender, I think of it as a release. Mm-hmm. When we let go. I'm a fellow control freak as well. Just so you know that um, <laughs> he's got it. And we, yes. we can sit back and watch and just be like, wow, look how he loves them. Like, look how nice. he cares for them. If they're nine or they're 10 or they're, they're 15, whatever it is, like they're experiencing his love and his goodness, even in their life right now. Like, I just think that I just love it. I just love how it's not just that he loves us, but even through the mamas, he -hmm. is pouring out his love to them. Yes, absolutely. But like you said, it's building that foundation, that strong foundation. That's where it starts. But then he gets to harvest that and, and just a beautiful thing to see. So what advice would you give to the mom who currently feels overwhelmed and alone and is believing those lies? Yeah. Um, First, I would just say to her that it's not just you that Mm -hmm. is feeling that and you're not alone in that. And just know that God, he does see you and he is hearing your prayers and he's hearing your cries. You know, we've talked a little bit about this already, the surrender. Mm -hmm. When you surrender, you've got to surrender that at his feet. You've got to let it go. You know, I think of when you hold things tight in your hands and how tight and clenched up you feel. And then when you release the relax that you feel over your body and that tense, you know, tenseness goes away. So you can, first of all, release those unrealistic expectations that you have held on in your life for, for however long it has been. You can release the lies that the enemy has spoke over you because that, that is not truth that are, those are lies. So I would tell you to release the second thing I would say in all of that to maybe help in that area is to say no. Mm-hmm. And I know some of you are like, Oh, wait, wait, no, I, I can't say no. Yes, you can. You can say no. It's not a bad word. And we need margin in our life. We have margin mm-hmm. in everything else. So we need margin. You, you don't have to be all the things to all the people. So what is one thing that you can say no in your life to right now so that you can enjoy life. You can breathe in his presence or enjoy those sweet moments. Make sure you have a community of mama friends. Don't do life alone. You know, ask for help. Galatians 6, 2 tells us to bear one mm-hmm. another's burdens. So is it a small group? Is it going to get coffee? What can that look like? Is it going for a walk? How can you do that, you know, within your community? And, you know, getting up and getting in God's word is so, so important. And it's so powerful, you know, starting your day with him, um, you know, so if it's with this devotional or maybe a Bible study, let him speak over you with his, his word. And one of the last things that I, I have seen that is so powerful is the power of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is just, there's lots of scientific studies right now around it, but God already knew how powerful gratitude was. So shift your perspective, practice looking for the good things in your life, get up in the morning. And what are some things that you can thank God for when you go to bed at night? What is one thing that was good that happened in that day? And if you say, well, the only good thing was, is that I made it through the day. Well, praise God, you mm-hmm. made it through yeah. the day. So use that gratitude to shift your perspective. And as we do that as mamas, it's going to penetrate our entire family. Absolutely. I love that. I think that definitely shifts our perspective again, circling back to you 
grabbing onto those negative thought patterns. And so it's just, you know, when we are able to focus on the good and, and what I've learned through this life is that not every day is a bad day Yeah, that we can wake up and rejoice in his new mercy every day, like you said. And so we can let go and it's okay to have a bad day. And last night for me, it was, um, chocolate and peanut butter, ice cream. <laughs> Blue bell is my favorite. Love that. <laughs> I need to add that to my flavors. I have not had that yet. It is so good. I think it was peanut okay. butter overload, chocolate, peanut butter overload, overload. That's, that's what I had with my son. Okay. It's okay to have a bad day. We had a bad day together. Let's have some ice cream. <laughs> I love that so much. And I'm going to look for that now after we get done here. <laughs> <laughs> we are bluebell fans up in here. Okay. <laughs> I, I love, I, we're, we're just fans of all the ice cream. I mean, but bluebell is, it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Very creamy. Okay. So we're going to go back to your devotional. What are some takeaways that my audience would get from your devotional? So I think some of the takeaways is going to be, you're going to get encouragement. Like you're going to know, okay, one day at a time, one step at a time, you know, each devotional is filled with one scripture, there's text in there, and then there's going to be an action step and a prayer. So you're going to find that encouragement. You're also probably going to hear some stories that you relate to. And hopefully that might bring some laughter to you to know, oh, good. She's not like a nurse mom either. Like she doesn't do, you know, sickness well, uh, you know, those are just not her things. Or maybe you see we order pizza too, or there, you know, our, there's a jungle in our car. Like I get it. Like I understand. <laughs> so you're going to find that some relatability there, but you're also, oh, my hope is that you will find freedom. Mm. freedom, freedom to know, okay, I don't have to live like this anymore. Like I don't have to live under this condemnation, this shame anymore. God has so much for me. You know, I hope they see that God loves them. And even though the devotions are short, you know, there, again, there's just that one scripture. I, I pray that we desire to go deeper in God's word, that it'll just drive us to his word more. It'll drive us to, to his presence more. And that every day we have that renewed sense of joy. We have that renewed sense of, you know, God is with me. He will not leave me or forsake me. He is ordering my steps. He has called me to this so I can trust him. And just knowing that every single day that we can lean in him, you know, I just imagine what, what are we going to be like after the hundred days? Like how, what are we, you know, my hope is that we do look different, that we see God differently, that we see ourselves differently. And then that we bring other mamas with us mm. that we say, Hey, come in to this community with me, come in to reading God's word with me, because there are moms all around us in whatever car line you're in. They may be a new mama. They may be struggling. You know, they may be like, have everything up top. Good. Like makeup on shirt on, but they got the pajama bottoms on, on the bottom. You know what I mean? Like, it's, Girl, are you they, calling me out? I know it's me. Hi, it's me. <laughs> they just need to know. Okay. I don't have to hide. I don't have to hide my struggle. She's inviting me in. She wants to be my friend, but not only that, she wants to share with me about who God is and how he loves me. And so that is my hope as well, that we grow our community, but not just the community, that we grow and become followers of Christ and bring others others in to, mm -hmm. to his good news. Ooh, that is so powerful. That is so, so powerful. And like you said previously, imagine the world and what it could be like if we just saw that need and, you know, reached out and yeah. brought people in. Yeah. Because we're all, we're just, we're all like faking it till we make it. Let's that's be honest. Right. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, 
I, I don't, I want us to not feel like we have to fake it anymore. No, we don't. Yeah. yeah. We, we can do the Jomo, the joy of missing out, right? Like yeah. we don't have to get caught up in the Pinterest business. Yes. We're not perfect. And there's beauty in, in the imperfection. That's right. So good. Yeah. Girl, how did you know I was wearing PJs on the <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> this is that is my normal wardrobe as well. Just so y'all know, I got it together at top and not not at the bottom. This is, what I I like to, <laughs> this is what I like to call business on the top, party on the bottom. Yes, I love that. <laughs> that is great. As I'm showing her my sweatpants, y'all. It's <laughs> so good. I love it. I wish people. Yes, I wish people could see this. this is, that is great. <laughs> All right, girl, what are some other golden nuggets of wisdom you'd like to share before we had it head into some rapid fire questions? Oh man, just breathe moms, just breathe, take a breath, you know, step back and just think on all of God's goodness in your life. Maybe you need to look back to see where he has been faithful. You need to look back and to see maybe there were miracles there, or you, you, you had some answer prayers that you knew only God could do just as a reminder that he hasn't forgotten you, that he he is listening uh, and he will continue to be faithful. He will continue to help you through. And so I think that that's it. Just breathe, just pause and breathe in his goodness and his reminders that he is for you. Amen, sis. Yeah. All right, girly, here we go. Rapid fire questions. Your favorite book of the Bible Favorite book has got to be Philippians. Nice. I love Philippians knowing that Paul wrote such great encouragement in jail. Yeah. yeah. I, that just gets me. I think that's my favorite one. Yeah. But I love Paul. You love Paul. Your favorite worship song. Goodness of God. I love that. Well, I'm part of the worship team at our church. Whenever I get the opportunity to sing that one, it just, I, sometimes I can't make it through it. Just knowing of God's goodness. So that's my go-to. Nice. It's a good one. A book that you've read recently and enjoyed. So can I change and say a book that I'm about to read? Can yes. I do that? Okay. Yes. So I'm about to start reading uh, Remaining You While Raising Them by Allie Worthington. Oh, yeah. This is a book. Okay. It's a book for moms. Um, I cannot wait to start this because it deals with a lot of what we're talking about. All the unrealistic expectations, all, you know, the shame and condemnation that we put ourselves under. Um, so I just got it in. I just got it in. So I'm about to start that book. Yes. We love Allie Worthington. She's amazing. Yes. She's amazing. Yes. All right, girl. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to God's call on your life, for seeing a need and fulfilling it, and to just encouraging us as moms each and every other day to just um, to lean in, surrender, and see his goodness. Yeah. Thanks for, for letting me come on and having me today. Yeah. All right, girl. Would you mind ending us in prayer? I'd be happy to. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you so much that you are good, that our circumstances does not change your goodness or your faithfulness or your kindness. And Lord, I just pray for every mama that's listening today. Maybe she's behind her steering wheel or she's sitting in her home and there might be tears rolling down her face. And she just needs to know that she's loved and she's loved by you, not because of what she does, but because God of who you are. So I just ask, Lord, that you would just love on her, that you would wrap your arms around her and remind her that you're listening, 
that you haven't forgotten her and that she is not failing. And you did call her to be a mama for such a time as this. Lord, I ask that you would draw us into your word, that you would draw us into your peace and your presence, and that you would begin, Lord, to mold us and create us into the warriors that you called us to be, that you would equip us with everything that we need as we move forward into this role of motherhood and every other role and position that you call us to. Give us courage to say yes to God things and no to those things that are not of you. Help us, Lord, to love our children, to listen and to be quiet when we just need to be present and to surrender them to you, to trust you with them, Lord. And I thank you for what you're doing in families and hearts and lives all across the country and world and how you are beginning a revival in the hearts of mamas everywhere. And we give you all the glory and praise, Lord, for it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Fire, girl. That was Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Until next time, Kingdom Mamas, have a great week. Hey, Mama, before you go, will you do me a favor? If you found this podcast encouraging and valuable, would you please head over to iTunes, leave a review, and subscribe to the show? Also, I'd love to connect with you. I can be found on social at Trudy underscore Lineski. Until next time, sweet girl, stand confidently in your calling. You are the mom for the job.